Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to our little country mansion, sorry, home. My name is Bankole Mokwede and today we're going to be discussing episodes 3 and 4 of You Season 4. And joining me once again on this hunting excursion, making her second trip to the body workshop, it's Priscilla! I'm trying to, you know, go past all the body parts and everything. What are you doing with all the body works, Priscilla? What, 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 what are you molding? Do you know? I would mold something. If you don't no, want I'm to, actually gonna, I'm actually going to answer it. <laughs> okay. I would mold an elbow. Something so out of the box, not something you're going you're to look at it, and you're not going to think that's an elbow. But I'll know it's an elbow. So you you mold the curve as well. I guess, okay, the elbow. So you go from like the forearm. To yeah, like, to like the bicep. Bicep, because I feel well, it's a bit peculiar. Depending on on the lighting and the way you angle it, it could look like something else. But anyways, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you, season four. Uh, but first of all, is the is the fun part, admin. So if you're listening to this, then you've hopefully hopefully listened to our episode on episodes one and two of this you season. If you haven't, they're right there on the feed. Please check that out. It was a fun episode. Uh, we'll have our thoughts on episode five out on Monday. And hopefully we'll be back in March when part two drops. If you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe to this podcast and follow wherever you're listening. That really, really helps us. Also, you can leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Those things really, really help us in the algorithm. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll be back in March, March 9th for part two uh the podcast. And... We might have some cool announcements between now and then, but you guys will have to stay tuned on our socials to catch all of that. So, we're going to go straight into the episode, or rather the episodes. Episode 3 is titled Eat the Rich, written by Justin W. Lowe and Myron Reed, and directed by Shamim Serif, who is um, actually quite acclaimed British director. Uh, she's done a few movies. She's also a novelist. Episode 4 is titled Hamsi, written by Michael Foley and Amada Johnson Zetterstrom, and directed by Harry Jirgen. Okay, so I think we're going to focus a lot on episode four. But before we go into the specific detail of episode four, what are your thoughts? What are your general vibe on these two episodes? Are you are you still having fun? Now I'm having a great time. Th- this when we get to episode four, episode four for the tears. The, those two episodes, I was so scared because I really liked the first two. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you started off hot, like you know in basketball when you got a hot hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let this please continue because I'm having such a good time. And oh my gosh, you took me somewhere that I didn't think they were going to take me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what? I found Joe more fascinating this season than in any season I've ever watched him in. It's just I think his it's the inner... fish out of water aspect. Yeah, he's so. Mm-hmm. He... The worst thing is, I kind of get. Do you know the way you describe it, right? Is all my Londoners would understand is when you go to a university outside of London in a completely different area, you feel like, or if you're anyone who's ever moved somewhere that's not your home and it's so completely different. Like when I moved mm-hmm. to Nottingham, I didn't know, I was like, I'm not using my Oyster card anymore. I can't use Apple Pay to go on the bus. I'm using pound coins. <laughs> like people are being nice to me in the streets. They're saying hi. Nice. I'm, I'm dead. 
like all these I was so confused the first six months there I didn't know what was up what was down in it and watching Joe just try to like assimilate into London life without fully assimilating and still trying yeah. to change doing a whole new year new me thing but then <laughs> old parts of himself come roaring back in it's mm. so fascinating because I think it, it provides really good development because I feel like Joe has actually somewhat changed and improved I can't remember if I'm saying this he's somewhat improved from what he ended season three with because yeah. season three Joe wouldn't be doing the things that season four Joe is doing right now I'm I mean it's not sure. a redemption it's not a redemption arc it's not a redemption means, arc but, but yeah you're right there's some points where I'm like oh this is this is I new mean, this is actually kind of growth yeah it's actually it's like mm, this is actually different you're not forgiving but this is this is different this is interesting exactly like, they right, okay. towed they towed the line quite well because it'd be very easy to try and do a redemption arc for him and be like, mm-hmm. oh, he did his eat, pray, love, kumbaya, kumbaya moment. He now sees the error of his ways and he now makes the move. Like it felt, it feels a bit like, I don't know, like he's grown as a character. It's sort of like um, Pink Men in Breaking Bad, even though Pink Men was a generally better human being than yeah. Joe. But the element of he didn't do half the things Joe was doing. But like that sort of growth where I'm like, yeah, you are different to what mm-hmm. you were. Like I'm I'm yeah. I'm not proud, but well done. No. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm not proud at all. Okay. That's not, okay. You're not just one note. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting. That's interesting. Change. You you keep me on my toes. Oh yeah, you keep me on my toes. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk, I think when we talk next about in a couple of days about episode five, I think we'll talk about just the this we haven't mentioned this at all, but this whole new Netflix release schedule, at least for you, where is part one in Mar- in February and part two in March. We'll talk about that in a couple of days. But a peek behind curtains for our six listeners. We're recording these episodes kind of like days apart. So obviously we're watching these episodes days apart to kind of keep it fresh in our, in our memory. So it's different from what you probably do before if you're not recording a podcast where you probably binge every all five episodes in maybe a day or two days and things like that. So how is that? How do you think that's affecting the way you're Watch it because you're not you're not binging it, but at the same time you're not you're watching once a week. Like, do you think that's having an impact in how you're enjoying it, or appreciating it, or do you think it's, nah, it doesn't matter? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. Um, it's made me appreciate it a lot because with you, it's one of those net. It's one of those shows. It's the shows I I binge. I don't mm-hmm, really yeah. take in too much of what's going on. Whereas now that I'm watching it spaced out, like I usually watch you all in one day. I try and bash it out in a day. I pick a day. <laughs> And I watch everything all in one. It's sort of like what I do with Bridgerton, where I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm not splitting this up. I'm watching this all in one go. Whereas I think splitting the episodes apart um, has made me. It's it, I've taken in a lot more information mm-hmm. than yeah. if you asked me to recite something that happened in season three, I would not be able to tell you. Maybe key plot points. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, I, I can remember more specific things. I'm looking out for things a lot more. Um, it's it's sort of wetting the appetite a little bit more because I'm like, oh, I actually can't wait to watch episode this number yeah. because I'm taking the time in between. Yeah, I agree. Because I think when you binge, which like, I'm not going to go on this, like everyone is like, I don't really like binging. I've said it on this podcast. Um, there are some shows that maybe it works, but I think I think the bear benefited from being a binge drop just in terms of popularity. But in terms of weekly versus binge, I'm more of a weekly person. But I think when you binge, it could obviously be quite interesting to be I'm quite propulsive to go from episode to episode, but like everything becomes just one season in your head. All the facts are just 
you just know this happened in a season. But obviously, when you watch it weekly, you're like, oh, that happened in that episode. Like, I could probably recite to you things that happened in particular episodes of industry or succession. I'm like, this happened in a particular episode because I watch it weekly and things like that. Yeah, so this is interesting. I've never watched something like this on a Netflix, for a Netflix show. Like, I've never watched a Netflix show like this, like in this kind of format where I'm watching maybe two over a couple of days and then I'm rewatching and I'll watch next two in a few days' time. So it's just, and I think for you, just because you're right, you use one of those shows where you turn off your brain and you just watch it and let it gloss over. But now, now because we're doing a podcast about it, I'm having to be more intentional about the things I'm thinking about and like the little details and things. And obviously I'm rewatching episodes. I'm watching episodes twice. So I'm thinking about things a lot more. So but I think generally just I'm appreciating the show more and I'm enjoying it more. Um. Okay, so we're going to talk about episode four, like I said. But before we go into all that, let's start something that started in episode three which is the Kate and Joe relationship. Um, so, Priscilla, this is just between you and I. Don't, don't loud it. Don't let anybody know. It's a, it's a little secret, but I think I get it. I think, I, like, the tonal shifts in the relationship give me whiplash because Kate is like, fuck me, that she's like, fuck you. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't know if it's Penn and Charlotte, who is the actress's chemistry, or the directing, all those, like, close-ups of, like, body parts and necks and all that. But, like, I kind of understand what, like, I get it. I was like, oh, okay, I get this relationship. It makes, it actually makes sense. It shouldn't make sense. Because I'm just like, on paper, what Kate says to him and what he says about Kate, like, to us, shouldn't make a relationship with chemistry. Does that make sense? Yes. But I'm like, oh, I I get it. I get that you guys can't stay off each other. That this makes sense to me when I watch it, and I don't, I don't know why. So, I, what are your thoughts on the relationship so far, episode four? I, I'm with you. I <laughs> I was watching it, and I was hoping for both of their sakes they don't do it <laughs> for Joe because I don't. I never. Do you know? Even now, I don't think Joe will harm a hair, a hair on her head. Actually, fully believe it. I think he's put her in the same category as he's put, um, what do you call it, like Ellie and all those other female characters in his life in terms of they, he won't do anything to, he himself directly harm them, but decisions he make may harm them, if that makes any sense. So he's not going to... He's ki- killed everyone he's loved. I know, but for some reason... Beck and love. Just Marianne he hasn't killed. Yeah, I don't think he'll kill her. Well, I don't think he'll kill her either, but I don't think it's on the table. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it will be now, but Oh I no, no. I, I don't think it's fully I don't think it's fully off the table, but on a scale of mm-hmm. one to ten, the likelihood of it, I think I'll give it a three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I But it won't be now, it'll be like when he's bored of her, essentially. Because do you know what? She's very different to every single person. I think oh, I can't remember I'm saying this because he needs to be under the jail. <laughs> but if Joe was a well-adjusted, emotionally intelligent man then he, she would be what he needed. Because I think... Why, because she calls his bullshit? Yeah, she calls his bullshit out. She's well, she's somewhat well-adjusted considering what she's been through. She'll understand him better because she's mm-hmm. also gone through... Like, not that the other women haven't gone through stuff as well, but her stuff really directly ties in with the things he's been through. She mm-hmm. needs support, but doesn't need complete devotion from him. And she seems to get him. Mm-hmm. Like... She's like, I think people say, oh, love did, but I think love was just obsessed with the idea of Joe rather than Joe himself. I think Joe loved being the person to take care of Marianne rather than what Marianne was, which was a woman with flaws as well. And then Beck, we're not even going to go into Beck. (laughs) But I think with, with Kate, 
she's very much it's it's like she needs to be like she will be a good input to news life whether it's a romantic interest or in a friendship interest but just her presence alone her being there i think helps which i was not expecting because i was so against this (laughs) then by the end of the fourth episode i'm like i don't want you with him because for your safety but just just stay out of it but i i get it I, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. And it's like, you you said she gets him, which leads me to something else. So I think in one of the earlier episodes, one or two, Joe is, I think he's talking to us, the audience. He says something and she's like, where did you go? Something something along those lines. Yes. Like, where did then, you go? Then this, then episode three, when they're in the garden, she, when she's like, when she's coming on to him and then he starts talking to her and she's like, oh, you think a lot while he's talking to us. And it has, it's like the little version of Fleabag and Hot Priest. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's not as deep or as emotional or whatever, but like, it's it's almost like that. And I don't know if that's what they're trying to go for, but it's almost like she's seen that thing that nobody else has seen in Joe, which is I just was, so interesting to me. I'll so, see on that. It was so bizarre because I, I completely forgot. I, did, I That was the one thing I noted in the second episode that I forgot to mention mm. when we talked about it. Mm, same, it's yeah. When she called him out on it, I was like, really? Because always been wondering what that's why i said ages ago when you asked me i'd rather watch a show of you where it's from the other person's perspective and not joe's because i want to know what yeah. he looks like when he goes off on those little tangents because it's like, it's like are people are people just waiting like waiting are people for, just waiting for him, for him to, to come finish? back to reality because i'm watching him and i'm like why is it no one saying anything like why because i wanted someone to go like who are you talking to <laughs> What's going on yeah, what's upstairs? Going on? What's going on in your head right now? Well, yeah, what's so going like, on right now? And it's, it's it's the same thing with Fleabag. Like every time Fleabag, I'm, I'm assuming you've watched Fleabag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so every time Fleabag went on her little top to camera things, and nobody else re- noticed, and then the priest was like, "Where did you just go? What? Who are you looking at? What are you? What are you doing?" And obviously, that's a whole like Fleabag is a better, <laughs> much better written show. Uh, no offense to you, which we love. So like that's a there's there are whole layers into why. Fleabag and Priest had that whole relationship, so we're not going to get into that. But there is something similar in the Kate and Joe thing, where she's the only person that's ever been like, what are you doing in this moment that you're not talking to me? And I find that very interesting. Um, okay, so we're going to episode four, because you mentioned something, which was what you, which you alluded to what you mentioned in, a, in our last episode about seeing other perspectives. And I don't know if it was because you said that, but I found that this episode four was striking in this season, especially that we got to see a lot more of Kate's perspective. Um, it felt like a different show at some point. I mean, I, I guess, I was thinking, I guess season three, we've seen Love's perspective, but that's, that was almost different because everything seemed to be in relation to Joe. Joe. Like, I don't think any of Love's interactions passed the Bechdel test because they were usually either about Joe or because of Joe or for Joe, like whenever she was with someone else. So I can't remember what happened with Beck in the first season. But this one was interesting because I noticed it on the first one that we're getting a lot more about Kate. Like we we see that, for example, we see Joe watching Kate on the phone, as we've done all season. But then it, we then go to Kate's apartment and hear the conversation, which is new. Um, we see Kate's conversation with Rod, like on the way back from the hunting trip, and obviously all that is leading to the revelation at the end to Joe. But it's a new insight into her relationship. But then on rewatch. I realized that it wasn't just Kate. Like we got more about Adam, Adam's business woes. We got we um, saw Phoebe catching Adam 
with the I don't know what he was, maybe a butler. Um and I, I, that was different. It's different. Like back to what you were saying earlier, like we wanted to get other people's perspectives. It's different this season because we're getting to see other people's perspectives. And I guess, like you said, that's what makes this cast of char- characters better than the Suburbanites in in season three. But I just found it very interesting. That, like it felt like that that walk when I was watching that walk with um, Kate and Rod. I was like, this feels like a different show. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, did you notice that change of perspective? Perspective. Yeah. If not, it like, was. I completely did. I think. I didn't think we were going to see Kate and Rod's conversation, and we did. Exactly. And exactly. like, it felt, it felt like I was watching like a, an Emmerdale at EastEnders, like a normal soap opera, where you're getting the perspectives. Okay, let's, the let's, take, let's take up a bit. Let, let's take let's take up a bit. Let's take it a bit. Uh, At a time. No offense to Emmerdale, <laughs> but let's take it up. Let's take the lay up a bit. Let's say a Channel Four like show. I can't. Like, I can't, I can't it, think of something. Like I was thinking like an normal soap opera, <laughs> but like um. How can I think? How can I think? Okay, you know Modern Family is a perfect example. Modern Family are okay. one show that does it what excellently. A, what, I'm sorry, what a pivot. What a pivot from Emma Dill yeah. to Modern Family. Well Modern done, family. Priscilla. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the full gambit of, of shows. <laughs> but please continue. Modern Family is probably one of the most excellent shows at doing this. It's still my, even Friends as well, it's top three. Like, I, I'm going to give a Friends episode example. The episode where they're making the Thanksgiving dinner, Rachel puts the shepherd's pie and the trifle mm-hmm. recipe together. <laughs> Ross is trying to hide the fact that he smoked pot in uni and he blamed it on Chandler and his parents don't know. Ross and Monica's parents don't know that Chandler is with Monica and that he's living in the flat. And then all the subplots come together right at the ends. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. episode of You felt like a very diluted version of that of when a sitcom does it well because i was watching all these subplots because usually on you it's everything's around surrounding joe and it's how it affects joe how it impacts joe's decision making and this episode felt very much like i'm getting to know every single other character understanding their motivations why they are the way they are their relationships possible reasons as to why they could be the supposed person who would kill Malcolm finger and it all leads to the very crescendo of the episode because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I don't think even seeing Roll's like obsession with Kate and all this stuff like it's sort of each time you you left a, 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 a character you start to think maybe it's that person and then they'll do something else and like yeah. maybe it's this person and then they did a really good job at tying it all up in the end because I kept thinking to myself I don't know how you're going to tie this properly in the end because this could end very messily. Because it got to the point where I thought it was all of them. Yeah. Which makes me feel like it's none of them. Yeah. Then made me think it was none of them. I, but I think I was more convinced it was robbed at, near the end. I was like, it's got to be him. Oh, out of, obviously this episode four, I think in two, two, three and four, we've gone through every single, like the way they're doing is like an episode kind of suggests is one person, right? I think yeah. two was that it was Simon. Three was that it was either, um, not that it was Adam. And then today, it, or four is more that it might be Roll. So out of those three, I've been most convinced that it was Roll. Just for that clear example of him being in love or obsessing over um, Kate. But the more I think about it now, I just feel like it might actually just end up being none of them and somebody outside the friendship group. But I don't know if that works for a murder mystery. I feel like a murder mystery, you're meant to always present who the killer might be 
like at the beginning I went to solve it. I don't know I don't know the rules of murder mysteries yeah because the thing with murder mysteries and I think this show sort of ties in with a normal murder like an Agatha Christie sort of midsummer murder sort mm-hmm. of thing which is that the whole point of it is I'm sorry I bring up EastEnders because EastEnders back in the day did this very well East, no because EastEnders yeah. used to do really well is that you're meant to point you will have a killer someone killed someone you're meant to have five or six probable characters with five or six probable reasons why. Yeah. And it has to be any one of them. If you're going to do an outsider, it has to be an outsider, which would catch people by surprise. But then when you, when it, when it's exposed, you'll be like, actually, no, you, they, they were there all along. And I yeah, think. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about reveals, right? Reveals have to be, the best kind of reveal has to be surprising, but also feel inevitable, right? It has to exactly. Be like, oh, that was wow. But also, yeah, that makes perfect that sense. That makes sense. You can't just throw something in at the 11th hour for a surprise effect. So, I don't mm. know. I, this is why I, personally, I'm not someone who likes to like, figure out these things going in. I'm just like, it's just so much brain space. Just like, show me. Obviously, for a podcast, you need to do But now, I'm kind of of the opinion that it's not <laughs> any of them. Uh, if I had to pick somebody from the group, though, I think, I would. I still like my Reese pick. I'm still kind of firmly my Reese camp, but yeah. But Phoebe might be my sub now. Phoebe might be my second choice right now. Phoebe's I, picking up. I came out of it not thinking it was Phoebe by the end of the fourth episode. I was like, "Yeah, not her." Why? Why? She is ditzy, but not the ditzy enough to to to, to, to use ditziness so to conceal. You think she's really ditzy? You don't she's think ditzy. A, a, a nah, nah, she's in her heads. There's tumbleweed going in her heads. But she means well. She really means well. And she's a good-hearted person. She's actually the only person in that group who's got a kind heart, very weirdly. She, like... Oh, you don't think you don't think Kate has a kind heart? No, Kate does. Kate does. I think Kate just pretends that she doesn't, but she does. Yeah. But I think Phoebe... Yeah, I think Phoebe... Yeah, is just naturally good natured because the way she took in Joe did not give two hoots of who he was, what he was. She just wanted to take him in um, and look after him. Even when he rejected her, she yeah. wasn't like offended. Like she seemed to read, like the way she is, that she seemed to really take in what he's saying and heard him out. And she was like, you know what? Like you're right. Because if she was a brat, a spoiled rich brat, she would have, mm-hmm. you know, insulted joe called him all sorts of things why do you not want this and but when she actually you know joe explained why and everything and she heard him out she's like actually no you're right and she's more mm. amenable to change like she's quite adaptable i quite what i like about her she's quite adaptable as soon as she could she she's not the smartest book in the shelf but once she gets information and she knows that okay she knows how to act given that information like you know with the adam thing that came out she immediately yeah. was like you know what yeah no even though Adam was really saying like yeah 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 yeah, I think we should and she's like no wait Priscilla have you watched episode 5 <gasps> oh sh- no I've only watched 10 episode- I've, I've only watched 20 minutes of episode 5 so I don't know so half half the episode <laughs> yeah because you're happy you know when you did the next episode I clicked and I forgot <laughs> cut this bit out <laughs> fair enough anyway we're not going to talk about episode 5 we're not going to talk about episode 5 um <laughs> And yeah, I wasn't going to say, oh yeah, no, I think with Phoebe, well, I don't know, anything I say now might be invalidated by the fact that you've already, you've watched 20 no, minutes cause... ahead, Priscilla. Uh, no, oh, but no. based on, based on episode, based on episode four, which only I have seen, which I've only seen, um, 
I did get that you get the impression that she's good, she's nice, but like she doesn't have and she might she probably knows it, she doesn't have the guts or the balls of Kate, right? She's she's yeah. offended by the same things Kate is offended by, but she can't do anything. She can't stand up. Like when when um Gemma is doing that fair enough um Logan Roy impersonation. Oof. By tell, telling the guy to be lawn furniture, as in, like you can see that she's obviously offended by it, but like she doesn't have the guts like Kate does to walk away. She shaved. Dinner. She shaved. She shaved. Oh my god. Shave. Yeah, I was gonna say Tom, but she might be. She Tim. She might be, ah. Shave on Tom. Who is she? She's a combo anyway. of both. She's she's there yeah. because she's got no. Hutzpah, like you know, the times of you know, twenty does that no cojones. Like she actually has no cojones, because I'm like, yeah, I know damn well you disagree with this, but to yeah. keep you know the status quo, table. yeah, like it's yeah, she's, just no. She's like talk about something nice. She says it very meekly, almost like she's afraid to say it. I mean, I, I, you kind of feel like maybe the shoe will drop in a little episode and show a mean side of her. But for now, it does look like she's just a generally nice person who doesn't have to go and like that would be very impressive just to have that kind of like um paparazzi focus and i'm sure the tablets have been going on her for like the last 25 years to have that kind of focus and still remain a good person would actually be quite impressive if that's it's true the there's quite a few celebrities who are sort of like that where they've not become that but they make it easier to take advantage of because they're nice if that makes sense in terms of the way they're treated by those paparazzi and stuff. Because yeah. I was watching and I'm like, there are plenty of socialites in Soho who are exactly like her. And, but who obviously the same way as she does get taken advantage of because, you know, because they're, they're nice, if that makes any sense. But she was a very um, interesting character to sort of observe it in the last two episodes because I, I came out of it like saying, yeah, it's not her. I knew it wasn't her. Yeah. I was became more suspicious of Adam, much more. Um, okay, Rold went went straight up my list. Straight also, up my list. Just give give him pure villain, like he's a yeah. like pure villain face. He he. I don't know if it's the eyes or whatever. Just like this is a this is a villain. You're a villain. He reminds me of you know in the Woman King, the. Oh um, yes, you know hero. Yes, you guy. know, yeah, your hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you yes. call it? Ralph Fiennes' nephew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, this makes sense. You're Voldemort's nephew. This makes so much sense. Like, he, wait, what? No, Voldemort's nephew finds his nephew was his hero. That, finds Tiffin. He's the one that plays the Portuguese yeah, guy. But the Portuguese guy that falls in love with um, Viola Davis's daughter, not the other one. Both. But I was thinking of the white Portuguese guy. But yes, him yeah, as well. Think of the other one. I think Hero is the one that falls in love with the black guy and then the other one, I don't, I don't know the other guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm watching it, yeah, I and I'm like... Because I'm, I'm looking at him. Yeah, it's that the mistress guy. Yeah, I'm looking at him and I'm like, mm. <laughs> You, I'm so suspicious. So when I watch the woman kill, I was like, I don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. It's the same way I felt about him. Like, I think... Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's his, it's his eyes. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's They're Rhodes, too intense. It's Rhodes eyes. Yeah, it's Rhodes eyes. Um, he's way too intense he'll look at Kate and I get scared for Kate so because I'm like what are you going to do no Ralphie's nephew Ralphie's nephew is the 
the he's white the slaver. Portuguese he's guy. He's the slaver. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's the slaver. Yeah. The yeah, slaver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, him. Definitely him. It was the one. Um, look, yeah. Speaking of women, uh, just that, the, this is never a woman. I don't know. We keep doing this diversions, but like the other guy, the guy who, I can't remember his name, who falls in love with um, Viola Davis's daughter is probably the only part of Woman King I didn't like. I'm just like, I didn't like that story point. I hate it. I hated, hated that. Me and my friend were watching it, yeah. And obviously, it was interesting because she's mixed race, so she's half Indian. So I'm like, wow, this is this is. Wait, yeah, what's her, this what's is her race? What her. her race is? Half Indian, half Indian, half okay. white. So me and her watching it together, yeah. And she kept making busted jokes about. It. She's like, wow, this is hitting close <laughs> to home for me. It made no sense. It actually made no sense to the story. Yeah, though. once he appeared on screen, I think I rolled my eyes. I was like, "Are we doing? Are we actually doing? Let's just can we just have the women fight people? I don't, I don't want to have this love story with a mixed race I person right now. Don't like, like like he's mixed, mixed race person could, but like that guy's white. I don't like romance in these um, We Was Kangs movies. I don't like it. I don't like the romance with it, a non-black. It, 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 That's just my thing. I just, I, I don't want. I, I don't need that savior complex. Story. Yes, that's like, that's what that. I mean. I don't want a white savior storyline in any film I'm watching. Like, it's just irritating. Yeah, I like, I've like, said this to people, people were like, watch... well, he's mixed race. People were like, she left in the end. I'm like, those two things are true, but I prefer if the story did not have it at all. That's just, that's just me. And that's the only thing I didn't like about Woman King. Because the way you, you know, you know when he left, I'm like, so what was the point of him being there? Had, yeah. We could have had this whole storyline. Oh, I said that. I was like, if you remove him entirely from the film... The story remains the, the same. same. The only thing that changes is that she doesn't know that um, the Oyo Empire is coming, but she can find that out easily. That's not... Like, that's the only... Uh, yeah, anyway. So, but that's the only thing about Woman King. I'm assuming. Like, um, justice for Woman King and Viola Davis and Gina, the director. Lashana literally should have gotten a support and actress um, norm, but that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. Uh, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis, my... <laughs> I've got something for you. Speaking of, we 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 mentioned road earlier. What what an equal road is, right? He was like, you need an equal, and then the moment she rejects him, he just he just flips, just like he just he's just calling train her out on the dinner table. Like what 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 an equal? It's you like are. it's like he he's so dumb because like you know the guy you know the, uh, a guy asks you out and then you say no, you were clapped anyways. <laughs> yes, you didn't yes. think that. It's like, it's like you think you're better than us. You're, you're basically like oh, so you're just like I was like oh, okay, wow. Road, Jesus Christ! Wow, That's, say how yeah, you really I mean, feel. You've been you've been pining for me for what twenty plus years, and now just because I finally rejected the, you. Can we talk about the pictures he took of her? Where did he, how did he take those pictures? Like, uh, like we need to go to the police. <laughs> like, we need to go to the, the police. Stairs when she was walking up, like I, I don't understand, like the geography. How did he take those pictures? That's illegal. <laughs> oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. I'm like you, absolutely. You know, he was going for Joe. I'm like. Can't believe I'm even doing defense attorney for Joe Goldberg of all people. You know what? You know what, Priscilla? You just you've hit on something. Maybe that's why we're softer on Joe this season. Because we hate everyone else more. <laughs> like Joe, this is probably why. This is my politics does not assign with any of these people. Exactly. So I'm exactly. watching well, like, this. You know what, Joe? We will close our eyes if you kill you. Lord. Like he, we would actually just close our eyes. <laughs> With Joe, I'm like, I'm gonna close my eyes and do la, 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 because you're not annoying <laughs> me as much. You've actually hit on it because like, other, other other seasons they are just normal people. This ones they're like they're the guys we hate and we're like, oh, the politics is not alive. Like you know, Joe, if you just want to kill these guys, we'll just allow you this. This one is time, the first time I was time. rooting for Joe. I'm like, do it. 
like this one time nobody would like shed nobody a tear nobody will <laughs> say anything because right, especially when right. he was caught alone with Rold I'm like can you please 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 I've never asked you to do this before do it because he was pissing me off Just, he, he was like the way I was getting infuriated needs to be mm-hmm. investigated because oh, no. his his very no, presence he, annoyed me he was ticking off all the wrong boxes like, how can he take all the wrong boxes all of them obviously elitist but we always knew he was elitist but then he obviously then becomes quite possessive and misogynistic and like we said when she does try to when she rebuffs him he then becomes quite aggressive or rude and so yeah, he's taking up all the wrong you're like oh my god you're so terrible yeah that is wow not us agreeing with Joe this is what does this say about us so Gemma we like Kate didn't kill Gemma. Well, we agreed on that. We don't... actually no, never mind that question because you've watched twenty minutes into episode five. Never mind, we'll skip that question since you went ahead and did homework that nobody gave you. Okay, before we go into all those other random categories, do you have any other thoughts on episode episodes three and four? No, I think okay. I think I've managed um, to blow out my brain. Um, okay, Run before we head out. Do you have lines? I'm going to recall, I'm going to rename this section just like Joe out of context or you out of context. Joe said a lot though. What did I so, like about the most? Oh, there was a line he said. Yeah. There was a line he said when they were going hunting and I don't remember what he said, but I laughed out loud. When they were, when he was walking with Rolf, he said something that made me laugh. Uh, I laughed no. so loud. I don't think I have one from then. Oh, he's going to irritate me. I don't remember. Then I'm going to randomly remember. Which I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to hear it. Was it when it. he was like, <laughs> was it when he was like, um, I'm for gun control? Yeah. <laughs> Joe thinks he's a great guy. Joe thinks he's on the right side of every political debate. Like he, he believes he's on the right side of history for everything. Like he's just like, yeah, ah, uh, Joe, what? Ah, uh, Joe, man. I need to have his level of self-delusion. Anyway, so Joe does his whole thing with Kate in the garden. And then the next scene is him waking up. And he just says, oops. And I find that so funny. <laughs> he makes it seem like he just tripped. He's just like, oops. I just, I tripped and fell into her. I, just, it's just, I find it so, I've watched the episode twice. I keep rewinding every time I go there. It's just, I just find it so hilarious. He's just like, oops. Like, okay, Joe. Um... Uh, Gemma, I think at um, Simon's funeral is about the rich, eat the rich killer. She's like, um, I hope he knows that I inherited nothing but the castle when, when mommy died. I'm just like, oh, oh. I should have known she was next when she said that. I was like, I should have known she was next. <laughs> Do you know what? I laughed so loud at that bit. The whole funeral. Do you remember when Joe said, oh, I didn't attend my funeral, but from what I heard... I found out so hilarious. Well, that was Simon's funeral, right? Yeah, yeah, I found out so hilarious. Yeah, like, Simon's funeral, sorry. Yeah, I didn't get to attend my funeral, but from what I read, I found that so funny. Because <laughs> I was even wondering the whole time, I, I, well, how did your funeral actually go? I kept thinking about this, because he never mentioned it. Who would have... Well, I guess I guess all the tenants, not tenants, all the residents of the community must have The gone. community must and have gone to see him. Yeah, because to them, they believe that he was the victim. And he was the victim was, and everything. He was, was the crazy person. Uh, my two best lines from the from the two episodes, or at least the ones I can remember to write down. When Joe kills the god, I can't remember his name, Val? No, it wasn't Val. I can't remember his name. Vic. When Joe kills Vic, and he's like, you're wrong. 
my dick's never been softer. Just like, just have that on the wall. It's like out of context. That's just incredible. But then my subtitles, my Netflix subtitles had it like all as one word, which I'm I'm so confused about. Like it was like my like my dick's never been softer as one word. I don't understand what was going on in the Netflix subtitling industry. <laughs> um, but my favorite line is literally at the beginning of episode three. It's like pitch black. And then you hear Joe in voiceover say, it's times like this, I wonder, where did I go wrong? Then a hard cut to a picture of Beck. Chef's Chef's kiss. kiss. I was just like, this is incredible. This is is filmmaking. This is cinema. Cinema. (laughs) (laughs) That Nicole Kidman AMC (laughs) commercial. AMC ad. I was like, I was like, it was like, he was like, Joe's like, what has happened in my life? Why do I deserve that? And just like, Beck, Beck. love every the people from season Actually, two. Actually, like, ah. I've got a good question. That'd be a good segue. And I've been thinking about this before I'd ask you on here. Mm-hmm. How do you think Joe will be caught? If he ever like does eventually. get caught. Yeah. I mean, he has to, I think he has to get caught. Oh. Whew. Because it will have to be like everyone... Like all the past problems coming up. It's not just be like a random he killed somebody and somebody see actually you know what? You know what, Priscilla? That does it that's a great segue because Priscilla is somebody that we've never we've not mentioned at all. We've seen her twice. That photographer. Oh, oh wait. She took pictures at Simon's art show and at the funeral. Oh so I assume she'll be someone that would play a part in part two. Because once that picture, once her picture start going out, people be like, "That's Joe Goldberg. He's meant to be dead," and it might trigger. Because I, I don't think this show has more than one season left. Maybe two, but probably just one more season. Right? I feel like season five would be the final season. Netflix shows don't even usually go more than five seasons anyway. So that she might be the one to trigger the end game. Like if somebody takes oh. your picture, like, okay, what's the end game here? That well, I didn't think about that. So I kept thinking. At some point, you're gonna get caught. I don't think I don't think he's getting caught this season. Well, I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen in the second half because this person that he's that is chasing him knows who he is. He or she knows everything, so he might he might get caught this season or he might. But I think whatever happens, the end game will be triggered this season. Even if because this play. is the first time I'm actually not stressed for him, but I'm like, you're gonna get caught. Especially, I'm thinking, okay, the end could be inside, which is, I guess, that was also a meta thing because I know I don't think the show is going to get. The thing is, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about the others, the, the in, increasing of seasons. It's more like, you know, last season, I'm like, he's going to get away with this. He's going to get away with it. Yeah. And then yeah. in season one, I'm like, he's going to get away with it. And in season two, I was more sure he was. From the first, because yeah. of the way he ended season three. I'm like, you've got a short lifespan now here, G. Like, yeah, it also goes to what we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, which is that he's a fish out of water. He's, that's what makes me not worried, but it makes me more like apprehensive. So I'm like, you don't know yeah. what you're facing. Yeah. So this is the first time where he's really not in control. He's like, he steps behind, which, like, for example, when Phoebe pushes him into the room, anyone that's watching instantly knows what is going on. But Joe thinks like she's the she's the guy or the person over the phone. He doesn't realize that it's a sex thing until like too late into the interaction. But so like he's normally Joe would have known that immediately. But he feels it feels like he's a couple of steps behind. He's at twenty steps behind. He have he's tw- he's twenty yeah. steps behind. Yeah, because of the eight toes. But yeah, it, it does feel like he's not 
in charge of the game this time. Which At is, all. You're right. I, I think I think that photographer, because when, when she appeared in the first episode, I was like, the camera is focusing on her too too much. And then she appears again. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, she's, this is, she's going to play a part. She's going to get a picture. And the way she's intrigued about him, as if she already knows something. But that's a very good question. I think we'll find out probably in the second half, when the second half drops. Um, do you have any bad bits of London depiction before we sign Ooh. off? Do you know what? I've just accepted that this is a utopian depiction of British weather. I've, I've accepted, accepted that bit. Like it's never going to rain. I'll allow them because I went to the Lake District in the summer of 2021 and it was sunny the entire time. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll, yeah, I went with my boyfriend like a couple of years ago. So maybe I'll give them, I'll give them their dues. Maybe it was July or something. To be fair, yeah. I'll give them. I'll allow them. Remember when after during and just after after COVID, like COVID is over, but like during the peak of COVID and just when we're coming back out, where weather was. That's when I went. Yeah, and it was like people had not been traveling, and that's probably when they shut this as well. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give them their allowance then if it was that period of time, because as if they knew we had a rough time with COVID. Let's make the weather nice. Yeah, they're outside now. Let's make it okay. Yeah, we don't we don't just show them rain every time. Actually, um, it felt like I was in Marbella and not in England in that period of time. Uh, okay, well, I'm excited to watch episode five. Priscilla is excited to watch the second half of episode five because... It was by accident. Do you know what? It was by accident. <laughs> For 20 minutes, sure. No, no, because I literally got 20 minutes in because I was on my... I was literally on my phone and then I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing plot points. I hadn't considered. <laughs> like, yeah, there was plot points that were coming up. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then I stopped it immediately. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to watch episode five. I'll talk about episode five. And like I said, that episode, that episode will be out on Monday. I'm sure most people that are watching, listening to this podcast have already finished the entire like half season already. So like they're like, what are you talking about? This is not true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about episode five in a couple of days. And then hopefully, like I said, we'll talk about part two when part two comes out in, in March. But for now... Jemma's killer has made a terrible mess and we need to deal with that. So, Priscilla and I will be back in a couple of days to talk about episode 5. And of course, we'll be joined by... You know, he'll be incredible in this season. I'd like to see him in this season. Imagine just like Daniel Kalea as in you season 4. Like, what are you talking my about? East, Why my is that East happening? African brother in you. Um, he has to be as his, oh, no. as his posh Kenneth character from Skids. What field do you think that character goes into? Like his character from Skids? Like, what kind of posh... He'd even be a podcaster. <laughs> That's not a posh field. I'm doing it. A posh field. Okay, let me put it this way. What kind of field would he get into that would make him worthy to be part of this group? Ah, uh, to be in the U group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he'd be a world-renowned DJ. He becomes friends mm. with Adam. Because Adam will meet him on a night out. But, like, very... Very um, pretentious. Very pretentious. Like a very pretentious, yeah, yeah, that could work. DJ, I, I see DJ working. I see, I see yeah, DJ working, he'd yeah. be like, I only do Not like certain. some nights in Ibiza. I did, I did a set at Coachella. Beyonce showed up. That sort yeah. of vibe of a character. Oh, he only does like songs that people don't know about. Yeah, like, he only makes his music from samples. Something, something. Try that he thinks is quite edgy and different. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Nobody wants to hear that. Anyways, um, he'll be here next week, so we can ask him because. We'll be joined by the great Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye.